Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, the 2017 Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year on the show with back-to-back Montana Broadcaster Association Awards for sports coverage and award-winning sports journalism. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Coaches, players, sounds, we've got it all. Sam Herder from Hero Sports to talk to us about the FCS. And Michael Sean Dugar from The Athletic to talk to us about Thursday night football and the Seattle Seahawks. Hi, how are you? It is to tell Nuanas on 102.9 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us online as well. How about that? 102.9 ESPN.com. There, you can listen live via the stream. The stream is available all the time, and it is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank your opportunity if you'd like to call 329-1899 is the phone number 329-1899 all guests join us via the Rangish brothers rv phone line let's take a look at what we got in the show today we have talked a lot about the grizzlies this week a lot after that uc davis win we have not talked as much about montana state we're going to start with a little bit of montana state and jeff choate talking about playing cal poly and the option in the run game and 
the type of football that he likes to play. So we will get into that and uh, talk about the matchup uh, this week between Cal Poly and uh, Montana State. We will also hear in about uh, 25, 30 minutes from now, Sam Herter from Hero Sports to talk to us about uh, the, uh, well, a couple of different games at the FCS level, uh, but NDSU, number one team in America at number 10, Illinois State, as well as uh, what the Montana schools look like, the Grizz and the Cats, from a national point of view. We also, very happy about this, have Joey Esch today. Joey Esch, a uh, teaching pro, PGA teaching professional in the uh, game of golf, and uh, he has been part of and very central to starting a golf in schools movement, and he's going to come talk to us about that uh, as uh, they are taking golf to the elementary schools. This got started last year, and it uh, is continuing this year, and I'm participating in the fundraiser uh, for this. So very excited about this. So we will have Joey Esch uh, to talk to us about that. At the top of the hour, Michael Sean Dugar, a friend from The Athletic who covers the Seahawks for The Athletic, uh, is going to join us. Normally we do 12 for the 12s on Friday, headed into the weekend. But it's Thursday night football tonight, people. Seahawks. Rams from Seattle. So Michael Sean Dugar going to come in, talk to us about uh, the game, the big win last week against the Cardinals, and then, of course, the game tonight against the Los Angeles Rams. We will also hear from Bobby Houck, Cy Sermon, and Robbie Houck. How about that? I mean, Robbie Houck getting in here. We're getting the the father-son deal going. It's going to be pretty great. So uh, we'll get to all of that. And also, uh, do some. we got to pick some games. You know, we got to pick the game against the spread tonight. You know, the Seahawks game. Got to get the number. So there you go. That is our show outlook. It is brought to us by MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com, the most fun, most insured company. Get an estimate right now online. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Coulter. The Montana State Bobcats, uh, they are 1-0. and They had a very poor first quarter. They had a pretty poor first half, and then they had a dominant second half uh, where they – did they score like six touchdowns in a row? I guess it wasn't six, but they had uh, a, a running game that could simply not be stopped against Northern Arizona, and once they stopped turning the football over, kind of got their feet underneath them, uh, they rolled over the uh, over the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. In the game, they were down 21-0. They ended up winning by three scores, 49 to 31 18 point victory for montana state we'll hear from uh, jeff choate kind of looking forward now into this cal poly game but uh the the quarterback situation look we know what it is and i'm kind of tired of talking about it just because the reality is is it's bad and it's not getting good but also it's not clear that it actually matters all that much because of the different ways that they want to do what they do anyway this is my biggest argument is right? that we've been baptized into the thought process that the only way you can win at a high level at any level of football was with elite quarterback play it's the most surefire way to win in the nfl and perhaps the most surefire way to win in college football but aj mccarron's half as talented as trevor lawrence and aj mccarron has more Championships. I mean, obviously, Trevor Lawrence was a freshman last year, but at Clemson, he's one of one. I don't. Well, he's know one of one. Example, B- bad either. example. But you know, what I, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yes, though. Yes. I mean, AJ McCarron has many more ch- national championships than Mitchell Trubisky and Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen and all these other guys that were quote unquote elite college right. quarterbacks. And you know, on down the line, you can look at it all all look across at all the Ohio State championships of late, right? And exactly. And right. I, I, there's there's a lot of ways to win. I think the big sky more than anywhere else. I mean, you were sitting there right there, your first big sky kickoff two years ago when Jerome Sowers told us his thoughts on quarterbacks in the big sky. He said, I think that in the big sky conference, more is put on the quarterback than in maybe any other conference in the country, period, in Division I football, because you can actually get a guy out west who maybe is from Washington and didn't get recruited by the Huskies, but is good, is good enough to step in and be 
a top 10 FCS talent right away and be a top five guy by the time he's a sophomore, you can just put you, you, you can recruit guys that are out of your league and then you could put everything on them and say, Hey, Case Cookus is a great example. Hey, Case Cookus, come to Northern Arizona. You will never not start if you're healthy. Yeah. And you could throw for a million yards. Yeah. Gage Gubrud at Eastern Washington. You know, th- there's been a lot of guys like that. And I think that that has clouded our view a bit in terms of what we think because right. what the league has actually come full circle to is if you look at all the league champions, name Southern Utah's quarterbacks. You can't. Mm-hmm. Right? Cal- I mean, come on. That's, uh, I, I'm just saying, though, right. Southern Utah did, did not. Southern Utah's best quarterback of the decade was Brad Sorensen. They did not win the Big Sky title with Brad Sorensen. They won the Big Sky title with Ammon Olsen and Patrick Tyler, guys that nobody but me would know who they were off the top of their head. <laughs> I mean, straight up, though. <laughs> North Dakota won a Big Sky championship with Nate Ketteringham. Who's that? You know, he's not Eric Berrier. He's not Case Cookus. He's not Kevin Thompson. He's not Dalton Sneed. Yeah. Weaver State had multiple quarterbacks. It's like Jeff Choate said. Last year, the only team from the Big Sky that made the playoffs that had the same quarterback from start to finish was Jake Mayer at UC Davis. That's it. Yeah, everybody else. Had everybody else had multiple quarterbacks. And part of that yeah. comes with the caveat because Gage Goober got hurt opening sure. the door for Eric Berry. But Montana State played multiple quarterbacks last year. Weaver State played multiple quarterbacks last year. I guess what I'm saying is it might not be pretty. You might not love it. It might not be the style of football that you become accustomed to watching, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a problem. Yeah. And that's I think the other thing is because of that, how much is put on the guys in the big sky, we have an a skewed version of evaluating guys too. And I wonder if it trickles into the coaches too. At the end of the day, Tucker Romick's a sophomore. What do you expect out of a sophomore? For years and years and years, we had Travis Lay on the show the other day. And he said, man, I had no expectation when I went to Montana State to be a starter until I was a fourth-year junior. Right. And when I got the call as a true freshman, I was like, what am I going to do? How am I going to manage this? But it used to be forever and ever and ever. You didn't even get a chance to well, start. I it, mean, you know, that that's true. But also, but also, I mean, watch the game, right? Right. I mean, again, you, again, this is coming from uh, probably a guy who views football in a different and more archaic way than most. If I was the Cats, I would just straight up stop worrying about it. I really don't think you need to be able to throw the ball to win. They were da- more than more importantly than being down twenty-one nothing within the first seventeen minutes of the game is they were down thirty-one fourteen by seventeen points with five minutes to go in the third quarter. That's a bigger deficit. Yeah, it is because you're talking about the amount of time that's left in the game. You're down twenty. You're down seventeen points with twenty minutes to play. That that's a huge deficit. They rallied from that deficit and won going away. They scored 35 straight points. Guess how many passes they completed during that 35-point run? One. One. How many did they throw? Two. Mm-hmm. That's it. They ran the ball 22 straight times, and they ran the ball t- 26 out of 28 plays to finish the game. If you can do that, why wouldn't you? Yeah. It is Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, Want to remind everybody, uh, by the way, a couple things in this show. We are giving away tickets today, boys and girls, to the Grizzly-Idaho State homecoming game, so stick around for that. Uh, we will do that in the second hour. And also, uh, if you're interested in this stuff, which of course you are because you're here, FCS Speculators, the new podcast, out. David, produce that thing up. Got it sounding also, very good. He even made us sound good, Coulter. I don't know how he does his magic back there. To bring uh, this thing full circle, though, I'm not trying to sit here and make excuses for Montana State. And I'm not trying to say that they, the quarterback thing is not an issue because it certainly is. And I think it's striking to watch a program that um, produced Travis Lulay, Daenerys McGee, and Dakota Prukop in the last 14 years 
be in the situation that they're in. That's a right. crazy pendulum swing. It is. And it's, I also think it's worth noting, we're going to get into this as the season progresses as well. And we, we had to stop our Big Sky Breakdown that we were recording right before this a little bit short. But the last question I'm going to ask you on that Big Sky Breakdown, you don't have to answer it now, but it's just that are Montana, Montana State national championship contenders in your mind five games in the year? And in my mind, to be a national championship contender, it means you have to have the formula to beat North Dakota State. And I think beating North Dakota State at its own formula, which Montana State is using a very similar formula, minus the fact that North Dakota State's had three straight NFL quarterbacks, is play tough defense and run the ball. But Montana State, they're going to be able to beat a lot of teams in the Big Sky by doing that. They are. But they're not going to be able to beat the North Dakota States of the world. And that's where you're, that's where your point is adequate, is you have a you have a concrete ceiling if you're the Cats if you hope to run the ball 26 out of 28 plays, because you will be able to beat Northern Arizona by doing that, given the guys you have on your roster right now. How many other teams can you beat by doing that? Can you beat Weaver State? Can you beat Montana? Can you beat North Dakota State? I'm not sure. Uh, Montana State, before they would play North Dakota State, is going to play Cal Poly on Saturday. Uh, the Cats are a five-point favorite in San Luis Obispo, and the over-under of this game is 62 for one. And again, you can go to... Uh, our new podcast, FCS Speculators, a betting podcast to find out more about this game, what we think about that. Uh, but just, you know, for reference points, the Cats are a favorite, not a significant favorite. But this is going to be a battle. This is going to be an all-out street fight. Uh, and the triple option uh, uh, offense is always a difficult one. And, in fact, Jeff Choate was asked that very question. What makes the triple option more than other offenses so hard to defend? It, it, it's different. Uh, that's the one thing that I can say is, you know, it's very unconventional. You do not see it on a regular basis. And so when you see something like that just every once in a while, you don't practice spring ball, fall camp to, to defeat that. And so uh, the, the difference makes you have to simplify. Um, and again, that, the, the hard part about that is those guys have answers to everything. They've been doing this forever. And so let, let they, I mean, it's like the option Bible. Okay, they went to go to page 36. That's what they're doing. They flip to page 36 and they, and the guys know the answers to the test already. And so that's the hard part about it. And uh, that's why teams do it. That's why a lot of times, um, you know, high academic institutions, the service academies, they may not go out and get these six foot four, 315 pound athletic offensive linemen. So they create their own advantage. Uh, by you know outflanking people and and adding numbers to a side with motions and unbalanced sets and making you defend all of this stuff that you just don't normally see. Fair enough, and you know it is nice to have a Bible that gives you the answers to the test. I think you know if you can get on that, that's that's a good deal. Uh, the uh, question also: Why has Montana State been able to be so good in the run game? Everybody has expected Montana State to be good in the run game. But when you lose your starting running back and Troy Anderson materially, I mean, essentially, the fact that they're still racking up yards like it's Barry Sanders back there is just amazing. It really is amazing. And considering that they've had a lot of turmoil on their offensive line, and that has not been a storyline whatsoever because no one's even noticed. Mm. I mean, Taylor Tuiasopo, who's been their starting left guard for the last two years coming into this year, he, he cut his finger so bad during fall camp. He was Jeff Chote said he was cooking spam, and he was slicing the spam, and he cut cut his finger off basically. And Have you ever been to the spam museum in oh, Austin, man. Minnesota? Oh man, I, 
Shout out to Scott Palmer if he's by chance listening. He used to make us Spam and Eggs, and it was the only thing that could ever make it palatable was Scotty's Spam and Eggs, with, <laughs> which, by the way, he put Alpine Touch on. Of course he did. We'll do some Alpine Touch stuff uh, a little later on well, the show. it'll make, but, it'll revolutionize But Taylor took out it was a weird deal, so like that kind of set him back. You know, he didn't have to miss any time, but he was like slowed in fall camp while it's yeah. healing. So then all of a sudden he finds himself in a competition with a bunch of guys, even though he's a returning starter. And then they've been trying to figure out how to work Zach Red in the lineup because Zach Red's one of their five best guys, but he's recruited as a center and he's got pretty significant hearing loss. Yeah. So that wasn't working out with the snap. So they're like, okay, how do we get this guy in at guard? So then they've basically trickled down to play in Denver Crone, who's a walk-on out of Augusta, Montana at center. And Crone's not only a guy who played eight-man football in high school, but also a guy who then joined the team as a preferred walk-on and suffered a really bad knee injury. When he suffered that, I was like, well, that's really too bad. You hate when the kid from small town Montana walks on and then gets hurt really bad before he ever even gets a chance. And I figured it would just be over for him. But they've made it work. And not only have they made it work, they've been dominant. And they have this nice little six- or seven-man rotation on the offensive front. And it's uh, it's been really healthy for them, even though they haven't been fully healthy with all the key cogs in their run game. Uh, so anyway, uh, it, right. And so all that good to know and good to like be aware of. Nonetheless, you're right. Nobody is talking about it because they've just been dominating. I think six guys have 100-yard rushing games that aren't Isaiah Ifonse already on this season for Montana State. So the question is simply uh, to uh, Jeff Choate, how many? How have you been able to have such a prolific run game without Isaiah Ifonse in the lineup? And Troy. You know, because he's been very limited. I mean, we have not played him a lot on offense um, uh, by design. And so uh, I think that's a credit to, again, the job that our coaching staff is doing and the mentality and the mindset of our team. You know, I think we have built depth, but I think that the leadership, again, I mentioned this earlier, I think the leadership of guys like Travis Johnson and, and you know, Mitch Brott and Kevin Cassis and Derek Marks, the way that guy practices is unbelievable. And it can't help but it, it kind of, you know, bleed into the rest of the team. And and I really think that's what this is. I mean, I think this is our, our guys setting the standard, our leaders and our seniors setting the standard, and everybody else rising up to that standard. And so when, um, you know, when Isaiah goes down, well, Logan's clearly ready to go. When Logan goes down, you know, Shane and, and, and Lane are ready to go. And uh, and Demarius Hosey's right there ready to go. We're hoping we don't have to use him. We'd love to redshirt that kid, but if we need him, he's going to be ready to go. And Jahari Martin, even for a young kid, figuring it out. This is how we do things. And so great job by, you know, Brian with the offensive line, Nate Potter with those tight ends, Matt calling them and setting, setting things up, Denarius with the running back group. I'm really proud of that group on offense because it's easy to, to get discouraged or frustrated. Oh, here we go again. Here we go again. I mean, that's never, I don't, you know, I don't know if I've ever sat in front of you guys and complained about injuries, have I? We, we don't make excuses around here. And so it is what it is. And I say this over and over. Bottom line is nobody cares about your problems and most people are happy that you have them. And so I'm sure Cal Poly hopes Isaiah is not on the plane. That's fine. We got other guys. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally 
In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. He Love reminds it. me of my dad so much because of his sayings. He just pulls them out of his back pocket just like, boom. It's like it, it's like he grew up in a mining camp because all the miners always got <laughs> sayings, right? right? Jeff Choate's got more sayings, man. He, so he's got to write a book. Stuff Jeff Choate says. Yeah. Just his sayings. Stats are for losers. No, you, Here's no, a stat for you. Nobody cares about your problems, and everybody wishes you, that you had them. Everybody's glad you have them. It's great. It's great lines. He's always got great lines. Uh, it is great lines. Uh Choate was also asked about, and I thought this was a you know a, a very reasonable question uh, in the main about Travis Johnson playing the position of quarterback because he has been uh, you know he was so great I think 113 yards rushing uh, against Northern Arizona he is maybe the fastest guy on this team certainly one of them tremendous athlete a wide receiver and as Jeff Choate has said before why is he playing quarterback well if we can't get him the football while he's a wide receiver we got to get him we got to get him touches period end of story he's got to be a guy who's going to make plays I mean if you look at a picture of him you want to know who he looks like who physically who Josh Gordon he really does. He's he's he is that put together. He is six three two twenty, and he 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 looks like Josh Gordon. Does he have a giant twelve tattooed on his back? I, Did you I, see I, that? I can't. You I, that? I can't say that I've ever seen Travis Johnson's back without pads on it. But uh, Josh Gordon got a beautiful uh, full back tattoo with his number on there. Uh, he, I don't believe he wears twelve anymore. Actually, ironically. Uh, anyhow, uh, Travis Johnson though, you know when he comes in, here's the thing. When he comes in a running back, he was obviously very ex- effective. But also, I'm sorry, quarterback. It's, but, but that's it's, the point. it's wildcat. But, it, right. but everybody knows what's coming. And so the question is, you know, if, if Travis Johnson is going to be take, playing a lot at the quarterback spot, you know, would you like him to maybe throw the ball here or there just to keep the defense on their toes? Here's what Jeff Choate said. You know, so it's kind of like, I mean, there's a lot of things that our receivers would like to see or that our fans would like to see, but... I like to see us getting first downs, and I really like to see defensive linemen on their back with our offensive linemen on top of them. I just that's something I enjoy, and so um, we don't get to do that a lot when we throw the ball. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. Uh, I, and you know, I think he's operated that for us very, very well. And you know, we have some obviously. There's going to be some other elements to that, and we've got to continue to develop that package because I think that he's operating at a high level right now. Here's what I'm interested to know from you, Coulter, okay? Yep. What is it that Jeff Choate wants from this team this season? And I and I guess what I am asking, and, and maybe in general, are is the goal for Jeff Choate and the Montana State Bobcats a national championship? Yes. And and I think that this I think that there's a, a misnomer in the narrative of this Bobcat season so far. Because I think that Jeff Choate set the table for the build, 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 build. Win big. I think that what people don't understand is that 
what's going to happen next year? Because he's already recruited the, all the defensive linemen that he brought to the University of Washington to come to Montana State. He's already got all his Pac-12 quarterbacks from Tyler Brugman and Travis Johnson to come to Montana State. They've already gone all out and all in on all sorts of transfers. And almost all the rest of his best players are guys that he either inherited or the guys that absolutely bought into his his vision, vision day one. I mean, Derek Marks was a day one starter, and Derek Marks is now a fourth-year senior captain. You know, guys like Marcus Ferrer, glue guy on the defensive line. You know, Logan Jones, those are the guys that when Rob Ash was let go, Braden Conkle, when Rob Ash was let go, those are the guys who were like, well, we, we this guy's great. Instead of, oh, we came to play for Ash, we're out. So it, what's going to happen after this year? I think there has to be a huge sense of urgency because I just, I, Montana State will be really good up front on the offensive line next year. And they'll have Isaiah Fonse and presumably Troy Anderson, but you never know. And so... What do they have, though, defensively? And I, I just think there needs to be a sense of urgency around this season because this could be their best opportunity in this little window. The reason I asked the question, and they are very good, but what you know what the goal is, and and if it's a national championship, because the philosophy seems to be to me, look. If you don't like it, even if the wide receivers don't like it, even if guys on our team aren't thrilled about it or whatever, or the fans, you know, and so forth. And by the way, I don't think that there's any uprising in Bozeman about the style of football they're playing, their win in football games. But that's the point. I don't care what anyone thinks about this. We're going to do this. Why? Because we're winning doing this. And this is how we're winning doing this. But there have been, how many times, Coulter, in the NFL have we seen a team that's 6-0? and And you go, no. Just no. I don't believe it. I'm I'm not saying that about Montana State because I do believe in Montana State. I think I don't think I know that they are legit top in the top 10, top 5 in the country great in multiple areas on their football team. I don't think that you can win just doing what they do running the football game at the highest level. I don't think you can win. I don't think you can beat North Dakota State, South Dakota State without even the ability to throw a football down the field. I don't think you can do it. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll prove me wrong. But I I think you have to be – look, it's hard enough. It's probably not going to happen, you know, anyway, even if you do have somebody that could do it. But not having the possibility of it, I think you're putting yourself in a very bad position down the road. But right here and right now, when you go to play Cal Poly, when you play Northern Arizona, because of how good they are in all of these other areas, it does work. And you do win, and you can't even win big. And I think they'll continue to do that because it's a very good football team. But if the goal is a national championship, I don't think you're getting a national championship as constructed right now. One thing that we don't talk about enough, I think, too, though, in terms of how it comes down to winning national championships is the matchups that you draw in the playoffs. And a lot of that's luck. No doubt. Yeah, because look at some of the teams that have. But, but it, it's, it's luck at first, but ultimately we know where this is headed, right? You sure. You know where sure, the path goes. Sure. But if Montana State made it to the national championship this year and did not win it, but they made it to the national championship game with this style, it would be a replication of the exact same style that Illinois State, Youngstown State used to make it to the national championship. And albeit they got there and they got handled by North Dakota State, but it can get you there. Well, if it and if it does, then hats off. You know, hats off. And, and they're good enough, they're talented enough to do it. Um, I guess that's the fun of the season. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Hey, we'll take a break. 
We'll talk to Sam Herter. Sam Herter covers the FCS nationally for Hero Sports. He's been on with us before. He knows a lot. This is a guy who's got some insight on this stuff. We'll talk to him about the national game of the week at the FCS level, NDSU at Illinois State, and also Montana and Montana State from a national perspective. All that right after this. Hey, if you got to get your gutters cleaned, and you do. You know why? Because they get dirty. They get gunk in them, and they don't work anymore, and then what's the point? You got to get up there and clean them. But... You don't want to, and there's always a risk of injury, and it's just a waste of your time when you could be just doing something better with your life. That's why MissoulaGutterCleaning.com is here. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com is insured. They're capable. They're competent. They have all the right tools, all the right safety equipment, and the right attitude to come in and just take care of this for you, make it a breeze, and you can go on about your day. You know what? You want to miss Thursday Night Football tonight? Of course you don't. You want to miss Cat Grizz Football on Saturday? No. Would you like to take advantage maybe of one last round of golf before it's all said and done? Sure. So go ahead and call MissoulaGutterCleaning.com, okay? You call them up. You can uh, get them online, of course, as well, and get an estimate from them. And then when the job is done, you're going to get a $20 gift card to your favorite brewery or coffee shop as soon as the job is complete. Save yourself the time, the struggle, the hassle, the frustration, and potentially the pain. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Member FDIC. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon. Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's a little sports news for you. Montana-born cowboy Bridger Chambers earned $4,418 in steer wrestling at the Pendleton Rodeo last week to finish third in the average with that finish. The native of the Bedroot Valley moves into the top 15 in the PRCA standings, helping him punch his ticket to the National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas in December. The former Montana Western basketball player finished second in the world in the standings last year. Let's go, Steve I. Montana. The Montana Class A Boys and Girls Golf Tournament gets underway on Thursday. That's today at the Laurel Golf Club. On the boys' side, there will be a new champion for the first time in a long time. Riggs Johnston just ripped through Montana, won four straight state titles, and two, including two at the Class A level for Libby. He's now at Arizona State. Laurel's Carson Hackman, Whitefish's Cameron Kale, and Hamilton's Tristan Hansen all finished for a tie for second as juniors last season. They'll all be in contention. In Class A girls, the reigning champion, Trisha Joyce of Butte Central, now plays for the Montana women's golf team. Corvallis's Macy Greenwood, a legitimate contender after finishing five strokes back of Joyce as a junior. It's homecoming week on the Montana campus for more than just a football team. The Grizz women's soccer team will play its first Big Sky home matches this weekend, hosting Weber State Friday and Idaho State Saturday. And the volleyball team takes on Eastern Washington. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. 
have something. That's the way you do it. It's Two Tell and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, online at kurtzpolaris.com. Uh, if you'd like to find us on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT, and at Gus Tutel, you can also check out our new uh, Instagram. The Instagram is up. It's a pictorial referent on the social media, a very nice invention that they made for us on the Instagram, 1029 ESPN there. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. We welcome in our good friend from Hero Sports, covers the FCS nationally for Hero Sports, Sam Herder. Sam, what's going on? How are you, my man? I'm doing great. Two days in a row, I get to talk to you guys. I'm feeling pretty fortunate. Well, I mean, <laughs> so are we. It, it is Christmas Day come twice, isn't it? I mean, you got on the <laughs> FCS Speculators podcast uh, as uh, one of the very first guests that we've ever had on the FCS Speculators podcast. So we appreciate th- that very much. And now here you are on ESPN Radio. You have summited the mountain, my friend. Uh, do, I don't. I know, have. Yeah. Do you appreciate what that means? I know you're from. You're out there in North Dakota and Minnesota. So where there's mountains, there're topo graphical features often there's snow on them so i just want to kind of help you out here on what the <laughs> geography is like uh hey big game let's start at the fcs nationally ndsu at illinois state uh obviously we we know what ndsu has been historically new coach a bunch of guys graduate it often hasn't seemed to matter uh, at ndsu still the number one team in the nation still undefeated uh and illinois state in the top 10 talk to us about this matchup between ndsu and the redbirds what do you expecting this on uh, saturday yeah it's going to be kind of the, your your classic valley matchup ndsu and illinois state are, are kind of they're kind of built the same way they, they like to play tough physical defense and like to be pretty well balanced offensively and you know, I, I don't think the weather is supposed to be all that nice in, in normal Illinois. I think there's supposed to be some rain. So I, I don't expect to see a whole lot of fireworks in this game. I think NDSU is going to try to run the ball. And then Illinois State, their top two wide receivers are out for this game and out for possibly the rest of the season. And, you know, they have a guy named James Robinson at running back who is, is probably, if not the first, uh, if not the number one pro prospect in the FCS, he, he's definitely top two or top three. And, you know, he's a special running back. And Illinois State has a pretty big and, and a pretty decent offensive line, so I think they're gonna they're gonna run the ball quite a bit as well. So I'm not expecting a whole lot of fireworks. I'm not expecting a whole lot of points. I think it's gonna be a black and blue style of game. And you know, really, if you're Illinois State, you probably do want to muck it up a little bit uh, to try to knock off the number one ranked Bison. Now, I don't expect you to know the answer to this question, but you slipped this in if anybody was paying attention, and I just want to make sure that we're clear. Normal Illinois. Oh, that's yeah. the name of the town where Illinois State <laughs> plays. Whence the name normal for a town? I can tell you. you yeah. of course, oh, wait, let's hear Sam's let's answer. Sam. I want to hear him lie to us. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> no, I, was, I have no idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Coulter claims to know the answer to this. Okay, well he's on his computer. Well, okay, so, okay, so I, I'm only I'm only actually making an assumption here, but for for a really long time, when most schools, when most education systems and states were founded, the school that was going to be the education school, the school that teachers would come out of, it was called the normal school, the state normal school, mm. and very many schools used to be called like Central Washington was called the Washington Normal School, or Montana Western was Montana Normal School. So you Schools think Illinois like that. State or some other school there used to be that, and they just took it upon themselves just to call it Normal Illinois. Yep. Back to football, Sam. Sorry for the uh, <laughs> drive down the cul-de-sac. Coulter, go ahead. 
So, Sam, I want to ask you this because we were just having a, a good debate about this. Montana State has redefined its identity under Jeff Choate, and now they want to win with a bruising running game and hard-nosed defense. And it's very similar to a Missouri Valley style, not necessarily as similar as a Big Sky style. But on the other hand, you've seen North Dakota State set this pace with this formula for winning at a higher level than anybody's ever won in college football. And now the Big Sky, which was so often built on high-flying offenses and all-American quarterbacks, now you're seeing, right, right now, two of the best three teams in the Big Sky Conference are Weber State and Montana State, and they don't necessarily have that same identity as used to be kind of the identity of the league. They have more of a Missouri Valley-type identity, more of a North Dakota State identity. But Ryan and I were just debating this exact thing. Last week, Montana State came back from a 17-point third-quarter deficit by running the ball and running the ball. That was it. They ran the ball 26 out of their last 28 plays, and they won going away. They went on a 35-point run to beat Northern Arizona. And I think that you can do that if you have the personnel against a team like Northern Arizona. But what's the ceiling for you as a team like the Bobcats if you don't have a quarterback? And do you think that's something that can hold them back? In other words, is Montana State ever going to be able to measure up to North Dakota State unless they solve their quarterback situation? I think if if Montana State has aspirations to win a national title, they have to figure out their passing game and their quarterback situation because I think – I mean, their running game is lethal, and for them to come back like they did with their, you know, not even a fully healthy running game either. They had some key guys either out there or beat up too. So I do think Montana State, if they just want to run the ball, and, you know, they have a variety of different ways to run the ball, but I think if they do that, the Bobcats potentially are good enough to make the quarterfinals. But beyond that, it's all about matchups. I mean, if Montana State, you know, has to go has to go play a team like, you know, from a team from the OVC or the Southland in the quarterfinals, I think they can win that game and advance to the semifinals. But if Montana State wants to beat a team like NDSU or James Madison, or you know, maybe even throw a team like South Dakota State out there, and and, and they they meet up with a team like that in the quarterfinals, I don't know if they can run the ball sixty times a game and expect to win, uh, especially with NDSU's defensive front looking so strong, James Madison's defensive front is looking especially strong so i think if you're montana state yes you can win a whole lot of games and make the playoffs with the running game but i think if if you want to take that next step at some point you you have to be a little bit more balanced Sam Herter joining us. He covers the FCS nationally for Hero Sports. And, Sam, here we are in Montana, uh, across the state on SWX Montana Television and Eastern uh, Montana on ESPN Radio. What is the what is the national perception of Montana and Montana State right now as the Grizz, you know, jump up 10 spots, get into the top 10 for the first time in three years? And, but these are two schools that have been fledgling, man, in the last three years, even though they have, uh, you know, strong national brands and reputations. What are people thinking, saying, looking at uh, about Montana and Montana State right now? Yeah, I think there, there's certainly a lot of eyes on the Montana schools and there usually is every year just because those are kind of the, the blue blood type of programs out of the big sky. But I think especially more this year, I, I think you're seeing more NDSU fans, you know, tweeting about the Montana schools. You're seeing more James Madison fans or Jacksonville State fans, Sam Houston State fans tweeting about the Montana schools, you know, you know, whatever it is that they're tweeting, whether they're tweeting about 
um, you know, how good they look or they think they're overrated or, you know, whatever it is. They're, they're tweeting both Montana schools a lot more than they have in past years. And to me, that, that tells me that there is even more interest in these two schools and how both of them have started, I think, has, has piqued a lot of interest. And in my opinion, I, I think both programs right now have solidified to me that that they're, they are back to being a contender nationally and not just a team that will either miss the playoffs or, you know, win one game in the playoffs and bow out. I think both of these teams have the ability to make an extended run, and it's something that Brian McLaughlin and I at Hero Sports have talked about for a number of years, uh, for a couple of years now. Is we've just kind of waiting for both of these programs to explode back onto the map. Now, you know, right now, do I think either of these teams are necessarily going to make it to Frisco? I'm not going to pull the trigger on that just yet, but I do think with both of these teams being back in the top 10, that's good for the FCS because when you see teams like Montana, Montana State ranked, you know, whatever it is, number eight, nine, or 10, I think fans from out, from out east and down south and in other parts of the Midwest really take notice because that's just, that they're, they're the blue blood programs of the FCS. And when these teams are good, a lot of teams take notice of it. The FCS kind of had heyday yesterday on Twitter uh, in the morning and, and even in the early afternoon. And not just Twitter, all social media with with this hashtag FCS on game day. And I, there's a, a couple different things that they were lobbying for. The main part of the, I guess I'll call it an initiative, because the Big Sky did send out a press release about it. I'm, I'm sure some, several other leagues did too, but spearheaded by the Big Sky Conference. Uh, to get just a college game day segment about the FCS during the weekly show. But then that turned into so many fans lobbying for a college game day to be hosted at an FCS school. It's been to North Dakota State before, but so much of the traction was with people lobbying for to come to Montana or Montana State. Namely, people were saying, hey, come to Bozeman this year for Kakaris. Everybody wants to call it the Brawl of the Wild. That makes me want to puke in my mouth. I don't say it. <laughs> but regardless of what you want to call it, there was a lot of lobbying for that, too. So just, Bradley, what did you think of just the, the Twitter frenzy yesterday? And is it possible? I mean, do you think that College Game Day would consider adding an FCS segment, let alone maybe coming to an FCS venue other than the Fargo Dome? Yeah, I think it's possible that they might do something, uh, you know, weekly on the FCS, whether, you know, that's some kind of video feature or a game of the week or, you know, talk about a team for, for two to three minutes or some kind of special story. I, I think it's I think it's certainly possible we'll see if, if, because I'm sure you know some of the execs and some of the, the on-screen hosts probably took notice because they were, they were taking a number of tweets. I'm sure they've they've taken notice now. Will they actually do anything with it? We'll see. But but I do think the FCS deserves at least three to five minutes of, of some type of exposure on a four-hour show. And you know, as far as game day going to uh, an FCS site, uh, it's it's honestly it's less about the game and, and more about the story. Um, I mean, when, when game day went to Fargo, I think it was incarnate word in Delaware States. I, I believe those were the two opponents and yeah. they didn't go there because it was going to be a good game. They're, they're going there to tell the story of NDSU and highlight the Bison program. Same thing with James Madison. They went to JMU to kind of just to, to highlight the, the program and not necessarily highlight the game. And so, you know, I, when, whenever people, whenever fans lobby for game day to come, they usually always say, you know, this is a great game it's between a rank two ranked teams or two big time rivals. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily a, a selling point uh, for game day. I think they really go uh, to, to a site to, to tell the story of that program. Now with both Montana schools being where they're at ranked nationally, if they keep on being ranked highly up there, 
I certainly think it, it's a possibility uh, for game day to, to go to that game just because it, it'll be a <laughs> it'll be a heck of an environment, and, and I'm sure they can find some cool backdrop uh, there as well. But it, it's all a matter about you know what games, what FBS games are that weekend, and I haven't looked at the schedule, but. Um, yeah, it's it. It kind of depends week to week, and they usually don't decide where they're going until that that Sunday or Monday. And it's it's kind of a it's kind of a fluid process on where they end up. But I, I certainly think if Montana Montana State keep on winning, you know, you're looking at a more likelihood that game day would go there. You know, I, I don't know if it, if it will happen or not. But uh, as long as the teams keep on winning, they, they have a bigger a bigger and better argument for game day to come there. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, boys and girls. You can check him out on the FCS Speculators Betting Podcast, which is up everywhere now. You search to tell Nuanas, you'll find that podcast as well. Sam covers uh, everything at the FCS level for Hero. We appreciate it very much. Sam, thanks so much once again for joining us, all right? All right. Thank you guys for having me on. Sam Herter. That's how you do it, boys and girls. He knows his stuff. He certainly does. He covers it, and he covers it well. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Joey Yesh. PGA Golf Professional, an initiative to get golf in schools at the elementary level. It's already on their way. They're raising funds for it. They've already gotten into a bunch of schools. They're wanting to get in five more. He's going to tell us all about it right after this. Hey, look up. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's satellite internet. That's right. High-speed internet delivered from a satellite right to where you live. When you're beyond the reach of cable and fiber internet, look up. Eagle Satellite is our community's authorized HughesNet retailer. With HughesNet, you'll have the fast-paced, unlimited data with no hard data limits and built-in Wi-Fi you need. Eagle Satellite has proudly helped uh, our community get online for 39 years, and this year, they want to help you get connected, too. For a limited time, you can get free standard installation when you order HughesNet. Call Eagle Satellite at 406-728-9999 and see for yourself why HughesNet is a America's number one choice for satellite internet. That's Eagle Satellite at 406-728-9999. Eagle Satellite and HughesNet proudly connecting our community. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. To tell in Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Golf's a great game, but you got to learn somewhere. You might as well learn from somebody who knows how, and for free, thanks to a new initiative 
is being put together to put golf in schools around the city of Missoula. It is to tell Nuanas on 102.9 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Chris Polaris Studios. Chris Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. Well, happy to welcome in our good buddy and uh, PGA teaching professional, Joey S. Joey, how are you, man? Good to see you. I'm doing great this morning. Yeah, well, looking forward to some uh, good fall golf weather coming our way. No kidding. I mean, we we skipped winter, so now we get into fall, and we get to keep playing through January, I think is how <laughs> yeah, it works, Yeah, we right? hope so. Um, Joey, you're in here to talk to us about uh, the junior golf program that you uh, really were a catalyst for starting up last year. You got a board of directors, 501c3. You're bringing the game of golf uh, to schools, to elementary schools, second through fifth graders around the city of Missoula, and particularly to to kids who are uh, you know in some of the lower socioeconomic groups that maybe wouldn't have an opportunity to play golf. Tell us about the junior golf program. Well, what we've done uh, is we've we've set up the Western Montana Golf and Schools. It's a 501c3 program, and we're focused on introducing kids eight through ten to the age, to the game of golf. So we've started out second through fifth grade. Uh, last year, um, our program was able to introduce uh, just over 1,200 kids to the game of golf in the Missoula School District, and we did it amazing. through bringing the game into the PE programs. Uh, we have equipment that you can use in the gymnasiums, and um, it's worked out great for us, and giving the kids who otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to learn our game is a priority for us. Why is it so important at a young age? It seems like that really accelerates the retention rate, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the game of golf, we're, we're looking to grow it. I run uh, Golf Academy out at Canyon River, um, and this year we had participants in my golf academy from the ages of seven, to, and I also had an 83-year-old lady who was wow. just taking up the game of golf. So you can learn the game of golf any age, and that's what's great about it is it's a lifetime sport. So... We're focusing on those ages. The PGA of America did a, uh, prog- a research program a few years ago and found out that if you learn the game of golf and you're introduced to the game of golf between the ages of 8 and 10, you're twice as likely to play as an adult. So as we're putting together our business plan for this program, that's one of the things we focused on was, okay, let's get these kids introduced between the ages of 8 to 10 and use that as a platform and see what we can build off of from there. Well, you know, it's interesting because, uh, um, you know, my days of playing uh, basketball or lacrosse or, you know, (laughs) mashup derby, any of it, uh, are all behind me. And golf is really the one sport that I can continue to play. And I feel very fortunate. You know, I grew up on the Polson golf course because my grandparents lived there and at that time in Lake County if you lived in Lake County which my grandparents did you could get a season pass to the Polson Country Club for uh, I think a junior golfer like 16 and under for 35 bucks $35 for a wow. year and so the the reason that I got to play golf because it is an expensive game is they had this great deal there and I, I was very lucky to be able to just and I think my parents were sick of me they're like yeah get this kid out to the yeah. golf course leave me alone yeah. you know but uh, it's such a great game and like you said one that you can do 
into perpetuity as you know as you as you grow older and whatever and it's a, it's a great thing and but there's a lot of kids who just don't have access to it that don't have the means to access it parents and all that and so this is such an, a, a, an unbelievable thing that you've put together you are having a fundraiser which you have saddled me into Joey on Monday uh both at the uh, both at Canyon River and the Ranch Club this is going on a hundred holes of golf is going to be played by uh, some some folks that you've invited out to go put them through the ringer, and uh, and you're going to raise funds for this thing that way. Tell people how that's going to work. Well, Ryan, we got two of my students, uh, yourself and Thank Julia. You. Yeah, yeah, yourself and uh, Julia Jones, who's on our golf and schools board of directors and has just done a great job in helping us promote the game and does a lot. Uh, for junior golf around um, our area. She's going to play 100 holes um, of golf at the Ranch Club on Monday, and then we're going to have uh, Mr. Tutel play 100 holes of golf out at Canyon at River. a.m. Yeah, That's you better start drinking do. water now. Yeah, yeah. Get, my, get my, my colored ball out there so I can see it in the dark. I want to see Ryan play 100 holes of match play against Julia Jones. I bet you she beats him 99 to 1. Well, no, actually, match play, um, I, I'm not positive that would last yeah, 100 well, holes. So it might be, uh, it might be 70, 50, it might be, holes before it's over. yeah, it might be 24 with 23 to go. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Julia Jones is a famous golf name around Montana. She's I mean, great. She, I think she just got inducted to the Hall of Fame uh, for high school level, longtime Loyola golf coach, in and out of the Loyola golf coach. So that'll be great. So, Tell us all the re- all the things that this helps raise money for them. What, what, what are any donations? How do people donate? Any donations? What do they go towards? First of all, uh, the donation the donations will go towards funding our golf and schools program. We need uh, to purchase more snag equipment, and then um, getting the local golf professionals into the schools to teach uh, the programs with the PE teachers, and that's that's big because we can learn how to play golf, and a lot of these PE teachers have tried to do it on their own before. Um, but there's a difference between me going in and, and teaching a, you know, a group of kids, the game of golf and someone who's an amateur going in and teaching the kids a game of golf. And what we're looking for gentlemen is we're looking for retention. We're not trying to just introduce a kid to the game of golf. We're trying to get them introduced in a way to where it's a fun environment for them. They enjoy it and they go home and they say, you know what, mom and dad, I really learned a, a fun sport today. And it's something, and you see, Nowadays, these team sports, football, different things like that, they're starting to lose um, some participation. And I'm getting a lot of kids in my junior academy. Um, Last year when I started it, I had seven kids. This summer I had uh, 48 kids in my Operation 36 Academy. And talking with a lot of the parents, they're looking for a sport that they can play with their kids, that their kids can play the rest of their lives, and it's a lifetime sport. And it's not all about the competition there's a fun side of golf too where you're outside you're enjoying it i know ryan when he's playing 100 holes on monday (laughs) when he's playing 100 holes on monday he's going to be competing against par so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. right uh well and you know it's 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 good that you say that too because a lot of people myself included grew up playing golf just like okay here's the club there's the ball go hit the thing yeah and it's such a technical sport and it's fun but it's it's one of repetition and if you learn the right way early that's so important than trying to come back and figure out 
how to fix all the things that you're not doing right, as you well know with me. Uh, and God bless you because, I mean, you should be getting some good Samaritan award <laughs> for working with me on this, Joey. Oh, no, you're a lot of fun. Um, but uh, uh, tell no. the people again, how many schools have you gotten into this past year and how many do you want to get into this year? We have uh, 10 of the public schools in Missoula uh, that we yeah. want to get introduced. We got introduced to five of those last year. Um, and we introduced just over 1,200 kids uh, to the game of golf. And roughly 75% of those kids are on free or reduced school lunch. So what we're giving is we're giving that kid who otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity the chance to learn the game of golf. And one thing you and I have in common is I grew up in Polson also. I started, yeah. I played all the sports, football, basketball, baseball. At age 14, I took up golf, $17. Yeah, for a yearly pass at Polson in right. 1984, um, and That's now, nice. now you take a look at those passes locally and how much they are, and they've gone up, but everything's gone up right. in in that situation. But what we are looking to do is introduce that kid and give them a sport that they can play, something that they can do, you know, an extracurricular that way. What's the response of the schools been when you come to them and say, "Hey, we want to come in here and do this." It's been unbelievable. The PE teachers, the kids, um, you go to our Western Montana golf and schools page and I have some photos, um, and some thank yous that we've gotten from the kids and all the PE teachers love it. And, and actually there's a lot of the times where I'm over on the side helping the PE teacher with their swing also. I'm working with the kids. They want a little tip here and there as well. So, but it makes it more fun for them. PGA teaching professional Joey Esch and, and uh, uh, Joey, when it comes again, when it comes to donating to this, people can donate on a on a per hole basis for the number of holes that actually get paid. They could do a, a flat deal. Where do they go to do that? They can go physically either to Canyon River or uh, to uh, to the Ranch Club. Can they do it online as well? Yes, actually, we you can go to uh, the golfers that play out at Canyon River, the Ranch Club. We have it set up out there where you can give a flat donation or you can give a Dollar per hole. I know in your case, a lot of the a lot of people are going to be betting on uh, how much they're going to give per birdie that you make. Right. You know, yeah, that's going to raise us a lot of money there. You might be that'll raise us a lot of. That's what we're banking on to fund our program. See, <laughs> the, so. bet the other B one, bet the bogey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So you can do that at the local golf courses, and also uh, by this evening, we'll have it set up where you can do it on our Western Montana uh, Golf and Schools Facebook page. Yeah, uh, We'll have an ability to be able to donate there. You know, I feel like this is like an all-you-can-eat pancake buffet where you think on the front end, oh, this is going to be great, and by about the ninth pancake, you go, I hate myself. You know, <laughs> and I can see myself at about one in the afternoon, f- 57 holes into this thing going, <laughs> Joey, I'm never speaking to you again. You know, well, actually, I've already got the chiropractor and massage yeah, therapist lined up for the 50 I mean. hole mark. Yeah, this might actually be the greatest thing in your life, though, because you get you go on these bad stretches where you're just two, three holes and you're just breaking your clubs and you can't handle it, and then you just go par, 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 par. Maybe you can get into a par, 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 par somewhere in the middle and have it be like 18 straight holes. Yeah, maybe I play my best round ever. It's in holes, the midst of it. yes, 47 through 60, right. 65 and then or whatever. fall apart again, but it might be a chance for you to get really hot in the middle of it. That's right. Yeah, I, it's I, called I, the law of averages is <laughs> what it is. Yeah. I'm very streaky. Uh, that's, uh, that is a fact. Well, Joey, this is such, yeah. this is such a cool program, man. Uh, the game of golf for, for people who don't play it, uh, it's, it's – it's a, a, a personal test. It's a matter of personal sort of ethics as well. When you talk about scorekeeping and doing that, you always have that sort of 
well, what am I going to do with this ball that's right on the line uh, to uh, to kind of yeah, contend with a little bit, which sure. is which is cool. And like you said, it's a lifetime game, and so to bring it to these kids who who uh, may not have the chance to be exposed to it is really really awesome. Go out to the respective clubs, go online and uh, and donate to this and uh, and help us out with this thing because this is a very cool thing uh, to do. I'm I'm excited to participate in it, and uh, and we're looking forward to to growing. Four bucks a kid is what this penciled out to last year, right? With all the money that you raised for all the kids that were reached, four dollars to, yeah. to bring a kid. I mean, that's to how it golf. nets out. And I think for us, from uh, getting the word out, um, you take a look at it. And even if someone wants to donate a hundred dollars to our, you know, to it, they know that they're they're introducing twenty five kids yeah. to the game of golf who otherwise wouldn't have that opportunity. And you take a look around at a lot of the junior golf programs around. Western Montana and a lot of them around Idaho where I was out there, you're not getting 25 kids in your junior golf programs. Right. And it's not so much anymore, gentlemen, the cost as much as it is both parents working, having to get your kid to the golf course, not knowing where to check in at the golf course. If the parents don't play golf, a lot of it has to do with those variables. So what we're trying to do is break down some of those barriers, get it into the schools get the kids introduced, and then they take it from there. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Joey, thanks so much for being here. Uh, I'll see you on Monday at some point in some state of, of uh, mental emotional breakdown, and uh, and I'll look forward to this. But I'm happy to, to do this and uh, hope all the folks can be a part of this as well because this is a great, great thing you've started. Good job. Thank you. There you go. Joey Ash helping us out, getting the kids into school. Thanks, Joey, for doing it. We appreciate that very much. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two straight ahead, Coulter. Uh, if you people looking for us, they didn't find anything they wanted in the first hour, you go check it out on the podcast. If you missed any of it, uh, uh, you can check it out. Our interview with Sam Herter, obviously, which you just heard with Joey Esch, and our talk about Montana State podcast available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. And Coulter, a lot of people traveling right now. You need a place to stay. You want it to be nice. You want it to be comfortable. Maybe you're local in uh, western Montana. You need a place for a business meeting, a convention of some sort. The Wingate by Wyndham, that's where you got to go. Great conference spaces, too. They got enough room for two or 200 people with the best rates in all of Missoula, best rates in all of Montana. They got a great audiovisual setup, and Wingate Rewards continues to be recognized as one of the best hotel loyalty programs in the United States. It makes it really easy for guests to earn free night stays or airline miles. Corporate travel rates also available, uh, offered year-round for discounts and even during the busiest times for qualified regular travelers and guaranteed that our business travelers will feel at home even when they aren't. So do that. If you need a place to stay in Missoula, you need a place to host a meeting in Missoula, you need a place for anybody else you know to stay in Missoula, let the Wingate in the Wingate by Window make you feel at home even when you're not. Michael Sean Dugar covers the Seahawks for the Athletic. He joins us every week. The Seahawks play tonight. They kick off in just over an hour. We'll talk to him right after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear 
at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.